0: This podcast is brought to you in part by Bradley, a full-service law firm representing clients across the country from nine offices, including Jackson, Mississippi. Learn more at Bradley.com. Pour yourself a sweet tea, pull up a lawn chair, and turn the page with us. You're listening to Right On, Mississippi, a podcast taking you inside the minds of America's most treasured wordsmiths. Hosted by Ebony Lumumba, and brought to you by the Mississippi Book Festival, the South's literary lawn party. Chapter 1. Angie Thomas. I am sitting across from my homegirl, one of my favorite young adult authors. Angie Thomas, you all. I feel like there should be in studio applause.
1: <laughs> hey Angie! Hey, thank you so much for having me. Oh,
0: are you kidding? Thank you for joining me because you are, listen, this pun is intended on the come up. Okay. (laughs) If y'all don't know what that means, just get into it.
1: Yeah. I love how you did that. That's dope. I've been thinking about it all day, (laughs) very
0: honestly. So let's have a conversation about you. You've been doing a lot of interviews and speaking engagements lately and folks want to know about your process and they want to know how much of you is star but I want to know about you I want to know what you're reading right now or if you read while you're writing let's chat about that a little bit
1: yeah sure you know I try not to read young adult books especially while I'm writing because I messed up and I read this one book while I was in the beginning of drafting my second book Mm -hmm. and it's a book called long way down and it's by Jason Reynolds And it's told in verse. And it is absolutely brilliant. It takes place over the course of an elevator ride. Mm. Um, This young man, his brother just died and he wants to get revenge for his brother. And as the elevator is going down, the spirits of people who in his life that he's lost to gun violence get on the elevator. And help him sort through his feelings. It's powerful. Whoa. (laughs) You gotta add that now. Stop for a second and let me just meditate (laughs) on this elevator ride. You have to get this book, Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds. It's brilliant. And it's so brilliant that when I was reading it, I was like, you know what? I quit writing. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> I, know. I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not this good. <laughs> I'm not this good. Right. So I I just decided I have to stop reading, especially young adult fiction hmm. while I'm writing. But I read a lot of nonfiction sometimes while I'm writing. Um, for the hate you give, I read a lot of autobiographies on civil rights leaders. Like who? The Malcolm X autobiography. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. And then It's I, required reading. Yes. I read um, Emmett Till's mother's book. Fantastic. Which I felt like. How timely. Yeah, because here we are talking about a young girl who witnesses something and goes through something. I need to get the perspective of a mother who's Mm. been through something similar. So I wanted to get into that and read about her, um, her strength and her bravery. The fact that she did what she did with publicizing his photo, that was brave.
0: Man, you know, I mean, it was it was a paradigm yes. shift for right. the movement and how people felt about circumstances. So, right, she saved generations of folks. She, she did by doing that,
1: and but the thing is, she didn't think she was doing that mm-hmm. when she did it. She was she wanted people to see what happened to her son, mm-hmm. to her baby, and so it made me think, huh? When we change the world, we don't always realize we're doing it. Wow, you know. So, so do you realize <laughs> what you're doing, Angie?
0: I just. <laughs> Let's just segue into that. Do you really realize what you're doing? And by that, I mean, you're, you're giving a voice to this movement that has, uh, there have been attempts to silence for generations before it really even became the movement that it is now. But mm-hmm. you're giving a voice to a specific demographic, right? To the young people who are in the midst of this, mm-hmm. who are the most passionate about it. Do you <laughs> realize that? Is that in the moment or are you just producing good art?
1: I'm just trying to focus on, you know, I try not to think about the big picture too much, especially in the the middle of doing it. Um, I try to focus on the smaller overlooked pictures. So when I was writing The Hate You Give, um, I was really thinking about those kids in Georgetown who were Mm -hmm. like, I hate reading. They never show me anybody like me. I don't wanna read Twilight, my mom would let me date a vampire. What are you talking about? I'm like <laughs> Werewolves are not allowed in the house. Exactly. It was like, you know what a black mama would do if I brought <laughs> home a sparkling vampire? I'm like, I hear you. So I was thinking about them, you know? Yes. And then the other conversations where they were like, Well, when somebody calls Trayvon Martin a thug, they're just like calling me a thug. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that. So now I hadn't I try not to think about big picture. Sure. <laughs> it's probably safer.
0: Yeah. That way. So you, you're reading a lot of research for your writing, mm-hmm. but what are those things that we wouldn't expect mm-hmm. Angie Thomas to really enjoy engaging?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Books or non... Let's talk about books and music as mm-hmm. well.
1: Books, um, I do read a, like, a lot of nonfiction. I, re- I love reading autobiographies. I think autobiographies are some of the most fascinating things mm-hmm. because you get a glimpse into people who you've heard about like... I read the autobiography of Martin Luther King's son. Mm. Which Which one? um, Dexter. Yeah. And it was like, it was a good book. And it was just, I love reading that kind of stuff. Um, I also love reading kids books, not young adult, but younger than that. Like middle grade. I love reading middle grade. Like I'm a big Rick Riordan fan. Okay. He did the Percy Jackson series. Yes. I love those books. But it's because I feel like, because sometimes I do write about such heavy Heavy topics, I have to still keep in touch with my Inner child, yeah. So I, lo- I allow myself to read that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I play you... video games. I
0: mean, <laughs> nice. Which some these video games are far more advanced yes. than I could ever imagine. That is true. Being, I don't understand them, so I cannot. <laughs> I, I'm just not good at it, and I'm a sore loser.
1: <laughs> you know what? I am too. So yeah. I don't go online and play. I've broken many a controller.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah, which probably just dated myself talking about controllers. No, are people still, still using? Yeah. Those? Okay. No, it would. You'd probably still break one. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. They're too expensive <laughs> for that. What music? What's what mm-hmm. is the soundtrack
1: for Angie Ooh. Thomas? Um, right now as I'm work I'm finishing edits on on the come up. I've been listening to hip hop, of course, because it's about a rapper. So I've been listening to from Sugar Hill Gang to So hip hop yes. its inception. Yeah. Because I mean it's broad now. <laughs> hmm And you have to really define what section of hip hop you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I listen because Okay, the book is broken down into three sections. The first section is old school. Mm -hmm. The second section is the golden age. And the last section is new school. So I try to listen to music in those different phases of hip hop. So I can get a feel of those. So that feel comes across in those sections. Old school. Uh, Yeah. Sugar Hill Gang. Okay. Mm -hmm. Who else? Kumo D. Kumo D.
0: (laughs) This is. Okay. So Curtis Blow. This is the soundtrack of my childhood. (laughs) That Angie just called old school. Yeah, I was like, "It's cool.
1: It is quite all right." But that's wonderful because there's a nostalgic quality to that. Absolutely. And so there's a different feel to that sort of hip hop too. Like Sugar Hill Gang and Migos are two different. Styles. Man, talk about polar opposites. Exactly. But I wanted to. I wanted to listen to a lot of that stuff so that those sections have that same feel. Yeah. You know. Um. So yeah. Um. Public Enemy. LL Cool J. Oh my gosh. I know. I listen. I'm just reminiscing. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) MC Light, Queen Latifah, all of that. I have like female. I I have such a long playlist for this book. It's ridiculous.
0: That is wonderful. (laughs) And maybe this is something you can look into, right? Can we get? Can we get uh, the Mm -hmm. Hate You Give soundtrack?
1: Yeah. Well, I have a playlist on Spotify. If you go on my website, on my blog, I have a link to the playlist, and I'm going to put up the playlist for On the Come Up. So I have them both. Fantastic. And are they very different? Oh yeah, yeah. Cause how so? The Hate You Give has a lot of Tupac. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, that no, you know, that I never would have guessed. Sense, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I say that playlist. It has also like Marvin Gaye, yeah. all of these social justice type mm-hmm. songs. So that playlist is totally different. Whereas the On the Come Up playlist is like a pure hip hop. You can't find hardly any R and B on there. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice.
0: Because we don't we don't get a lot of hip hop purists yeah. these days yeah. because everything is kind of merging and the lines are being blurred. But that that's fun to know. Yeah. So what is what is Angie Thomas watching? Oh, what am I right watching now? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's
1: into Netflix and chilling. <laughs> so what is your Netflix chill? Um, Q look like you know I got rid of Netflix for a while I just signed back up cause there's a movie I gotta watch this weekend <laughs> <laughs> called and Netflix uh, lets you come back yeah they do you so can break I, up and just make right yeah, back yeah they they let me take breaks so um there's a movie called to All the Boys I Loved Before that mm. I gotta watch that's based on a YA um but i love empire okay yes i love, I love empire. cookie is your girl yes like um a couple of the actors follow me now and have talked to me and That's like major. texted me i'm like you don't know how big of a fan i am of right you're show. just trying
0: to play it cool though yeah, like oh I'm, what's up
1: yeah <laughs> W-Y-G. How, do you, how do you do that i don't know how <laughs> i have no chill i feel uh, the
0: same <laughs> way about about you by the way like
1: angie liked my photo
0: <laughs> i'm cool I mean That's so sweet.
1: it. sweet. I mean it.
0: It also helps me resonate with the young people that oh. I think. So
1: it's
0: like, yes. What's up. Well, you do. I hope so.
1: Yeah. But I, I get
0: that from you. Like These things are cool. <laughs> know about this. <laughs> so you're, I mean, whether, as we laugh, you're setting um, very specific trends. Wow. And I think that that is beautiful that you've kind of embraced that. Right. Because the trends that you're setting don't necessarily jibe with mm-hmm. dominant culture.
1: Mm.
0: And it's important, like you said, for the young people from Georgetown and all over who are in these pockets that don't feel represented to feel represented in someone who is getting sort of these very wonderful accolades mm-hmm. for the beautiful work that you're doing. And that doesn't always happen. Wow. So we have to take our Mississippi stars and write them. When we can, we're just so glad to have you. Can we talk about? Thank you. She's got me cheesing. Y'all can. We're just gonna be. It's gonna be an ugly cry in here any moment. (laughs) The very Oprah moment. Let's just cry together and hug. But let's talk about the the film just a little Mm -hmm. bit, and of course, no. Not that I don't know if there can be spoilers with Mm
1: -hmm. a, a film that's based on a text, but how does that feel? That's still surreal. Like mm-hmm. this whole process has been surreal. When I was like it started in late 2015. Um I got a call And my film agent was like, George Tillman wants to talk to you. And for somebody like me, who's like a big film buff, Mm -hmm. Soul Food was like the movie as a kid that I was like, whoa, black people can tell stories like this. You know, (laughs) there it is. There it is.
0: It's in that that realm of we were getting all of these movies about contemporary black
1: experiences. Exactly. And so Barbershop and all these different films he's done. He's yeah, he's and he's done this. And I'm like, he wants to talk to me. So I got on the phone with him and he was like, he loved the story, loved it. And he was determined to bring it to screen and to hear him talk about my characters the way he did. He had such a grasp on them. I was learning stuff about my characters listening to him. Really? Like what? That's interesting. Yeah. He was, um, there's one, let's see with Khalil. He was like, yeah. And so Khalil in his own way is dealing with his own two worlds. And I was like, you know what? I totally meant that. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put that I'm in there on purpose. Like, I'm going to act like I did that. Yeah, you're. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. Beautiful. He, he from the beginning, but he has kept me involved the entire way. And so while he was filming, he wanted to talk to me while they were writing the script. He talked to me. I sat down with him and the screenwriters for hours. Shout out to Tina Mabry, one of the screenwriters on Thug, who's from Mississippi. All right, Tina. Yeah, she's from- Another homegirl. Yeah, she's from the Delta. And so- Yes. Yes, black woman from Mississippi. And Here I was we like, go. yes, they wanted that too. I love that. So I was, I was I was so happy about that. But um, he kept me involved. And so even when I went on set, it didn't feel real. Mm-hmm. It was so surreal. Like my first day on set, they were filming um Khalil's funeral scene. And if you know- after the funeral, there's the protest. Mm-hmm. And so they had all of these extras. But before I get there, I was driving onto set, and I'm blocks away from where they're filming, and I had my windows down, and I could hear them chanting, Justice for Khalil. Hundreds of extras. Wow. And it was like- I had How poetic. To, I had to pull over. <laughs> it, it got visceral right <laughs> yeah. then. And so then I get there, and I see all of them on set, and I see the sign for the church which is a name I came up with and Mm -hmm. I burst into tears and my mom was right there. And she's like, girl, if you don't get yourself together, it's just (laughs) a sign. Thank God (laughs) for mama. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pull it together. I don't think it's hit me yet. I've seen the movie twice now. Yeah. And it still feels like, did that really happen? Mm -hmm. Am I dreaming? So it's an incredible film. And it's so obvious that every single person was dedicated to getting it right. The entire crew read the book. Yeah, you know, Amanda kept a copy on set Fantastic. at all times. She got on George's nerves because she was like, "It's not like this in the book," and he was like, "But well, this is for the movie." She's like, "I don't care. We're doing it like the book, right?" Wow. Okay, <laughs>
0: let's listen. Okay, Star,
1: we yeah, she was just she was really, really there. embracing
0: the yeah. raw altogether. That's yeah. beautiful.
1: Yeah. So it's, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. So the work that
0: you've done has not only trend, you know, been a trendsetter in popular culture, but in the way that these things are produced. Mm that's powerful that's wow that's powerful I hadn't thought about it yeah think about it just play it (laughs) off of course you thought about that I was teaching some young people and I'm I'm teaching your text this semester at Mm Tugulu College and uh, I just did an introduction of who you are your the intersections of your identity and I mean their jaws drop oh wow where you grew up where you're from your, you know, not only your educational background, but the fact that you like Jordans and <laughs> you're a Tupac fan and yeah. you went to Belhaven. All of these things that are very real for them. Yeah. All of, Some of these things that they relate to instantaneously. And then mm-hmm. I talk about the acclaim for your work. But- and what that does, Angie, and you have to know this is makes the possibility for their success so much more real for them. Wow, so much more real for them. And what is more remarkable than your talent is your humility here. <laughs> I mean, I wish you all could see she's completely I'm, aghast, and <laughs> everybody else knows that she's brilliant <laughs> this everybody is amazing so let's talk about some silly stuff what kind of habits Mm -hmm. do you have especially when you're writing Mm -hmm. are are there foods Mm -hmm. is there a drink and I know I think mama is here so if you don't want to say (laughs) the drink we don't have to (laughs) but what kind of silly habits do you have some Mm -hmm. special socks (laughs) What's up? What is, okay. What's in your process?
1: Okay, well, I always have to have some iced coffee from Cups. Shout out to Cups. Shout out to Cups. Oh, my God. I think, like, I'm going to have to write a line in the dedication of one to come up and say this book is Listen, of let's you. name it the Angie, <laughs> but- <laughs> whatever drink
0: you guys are going to formulate.
1: I, you know, I always have to have that. I have an office. But I always lie across the bed in my guest room and write. Mm-hmm. That's your space. <laughs> that's my space, yeah. yeah. I just started though going into my office. Um, sometimes I will start out listening to music. Um, it depends on like what artist is the huge influence on this book at the time. I'll start out listening to that, then I'll go into writing. Mm-hmm. So like with Thug, of course it was Pac, but right. with this one it's Biggie. Wow. Which is I know that's come on and just yeah. completely <laughs>
0: shake up our worlds. <laughs> And write a, po- a book about Pac and then a
1: book yeah. inspired by Yeah Biggie. His artistry more yes. so. Um because I like to focus on that with Big. I don't you know, he wasn't like Pac in a sense. Pac was uh, out there with and spoke very out a different personality. Big was like, I'm here to get money. Mm-hmm. But I focus on his the way he rapped. He was so skillful, his oh, flow yeah. and his lyricism. And so I focus on that. Um so I listened to that a little bit first. Um, and then I start writing. And a lot of times, if I can't figure out something, I go walk around the house. Mm, okay. <laughs> Actually get moving mm-hmm. to get my the creative the, flowing. My mom calls it the walk, the uh, writing walk. No, the writing pace. The writing pace. <laughs> the writing pace. That's and lovely. So, yeah, or I'll do something else and then, like take out the trash or something like that mm-hmm. then i get back to just it just walk away from it yeah yeah and if it's real bad i go play a video game there we go yeah a video game <laughs> yeah and throw in controllers yeah yeah so um it's 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 been weird though because of the travel schedule yeah it's hard to find time to write these days um i've been home for i'll be home for a month this is long, as long as i've been home Yikes. Since this started, you know.
0: <laughs> what do you have to have at home? I mean, what mm-hmm. are those things that mm-hmm. I'm back at home, I'm in Jackson, mm-hmm. I need this. We got the cups, of coffee, what Yes. Else? Food-wise? Yes. Or, okay.
1: <laughs> Food, where do you um, need to go
0: shop? Where do you need to be? I
1: have to get, at some point, I have to get Primo's caramel cake. Okay, let's just okay, go well, all the way to it. I, I, um, <laughs> High I, fives are going yes. on around the room <laughs> like, about yeah. this caramel cake. You have to get it. Um, Let's see. I also, I, I'm a I let's see. I'm a Target shopper.
0: Target,
1: <laughs> I've seen you in Target. Yes, I was about to
0: say she's about to <laughs> blow up my spot because if I ever go missing, you will find me in, in Target. Target.
1: Yeah, so I have to go in Target every now and then. Yeah. Um,
0: Just walk around. That's my walking, yeah. that's my riding pace.
1: Yeah, and I love Fondren. I just ah, love going yeah. in Fondren, like the different restaurants and stuff. I love Fondren. Yeah, so I definitely have to do that. Um, I like driving around near Bellhaven sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. So
0: back to mm-hmm. your roots, right? Mm-hmm. Very rooted in Jackson, in these iconic mm-hmm. sort of neighborhoods that we have in historic spaces. So as you grow in your mm-hmm. writing and in your career mm-hmm. as it complete, continues to rise, where where are you going,
1: mm-hmm. Angie? What do you like? Where
0: where do you want to go? Where do you see mm-hmm. this going? How is your Writing, developing, mm-hmm. in terms of next projects, mm-hmm. what do you hope to see
1: out of yourself? Yeah. Um, I plan to keep with young adult books for a little while, Great. then I eventually want to do middle grade mm-hmm. for the younger kids. Yes. Um, I want and and not books about struggle with them. I just want them to see themselves as heroes. Some joy, I want, yeah. I want black kids to see themselves as the love heroes that. in the narrative. Um, and eventually because i feel like as a as a young adult author while i feel like i'm a kid at heart Mm -hmm. i know that eventually i'm gonna have a disconnect Mm. and that may be when i step back from doing ya this is not to say anybody's too old to do ya but i know me you know and so what i'd rather love to do my goal is to become a producer and i please yeah yeah and i plan to Option um, marginalized authors of young adult fiction in their works and bring those works to the screen. So if I'm not writing this stuff myself, I can at least put the backing behind these projects that are speaking to young people at that time so that they can get on a wider scale. We might not be able to wait for you to
0: <laughs> do that. I mean, just let's
1: just start this now. I would love to. That's some, that's a goal. So. That's a goal for the next ten years at least. That is quite a goal. And <laughs> I
0: think that you'll you'll achieve it far earlier than thank you. Than ten years for sure. A colleague of mine and a student of mine confessed that they cried uh, when they read Thug.
1: Wow. Yeah, they
0: did. And um, it's funny the student said her roommate walked in on her and thought, you know, well, maybe we need to call campus security. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> But uh, folks have had this sort of um, very beautiful, visceral response mm-hmm. to your art. What have you experienced in terms of people confessing to you how your work has affected mm-hmm.
1: them? Well, okay. There's always, I have to point these out because it's kind of funny to me. There are people who act as if Star Story is my story. Yeah. For the record, I didn't go through what she went through. So mm-hmm. y'all don't have to come hugging me saying, I'm so sorry you did. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's just <laughs> spoiler alert message Yes. Star is a fictional character exactly thank you Um, but it's I've had a lot of I love every time black kids especially come up to me mm-hmm. and they're like this is the first time I've read a book from beginning to end this is wow. the first time I've wow. seen myself in a book yes Garden Heights is my neighborhood and the kids in Jackson take it further they're like that's Verdon Edition ain't it <laughs> that's some that's ownership like, yeah that's jackson prep that's ja yeah. and i just let them think it you know it's whatever i you did a little of that to too <laughs> yeah i
0: mean i'm a, I'm a jackson kid right yeah. i grew up right here
1: yeah so those are always good and then when i have people i never would have expected to read this book yeah like the I've had older white women. A 90-year-old white woman told me she loved this book. She read it. And now when she's on the um, public transit, if she sees young kids in Jordan, she starts conversations like, those are those space jams. Stop it. I'm like, what? Stop it and change the world. Why don't you, Angie (laughs) Thomas? I love this. I love this. You are bridging generational gaps. I'm, Limitless. Amazed. I'm amazed I'm just I'm honored that people are using my work to do that
0: well we are honored that you've shared your work <laughs> listen this is this is right on Mississippi so we focus on our state and all of the beautiful representations of uh, uh the literary arts that come mm-hmm. out of this space so just share with us lastly with our listeners what Mississippi means to you
1: Ooh. Mississippi to me means growth and change. Mm. You know, people don't associate with us that often, but I see it. I see signs of it yeah, every single yeah. day. So to me, Mississippi means that. And when Mississippi changes, the world will change.
0: Right here in the belly of the beast. Yeah. If we can achieve that. Yes. Then there's hope for everyone else.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> I concur. And I'm just going to, I would steal all of that <laughs> if it wasn't recorded. <laughs>
1: I give you permission to Thank use you. I at yes. least give you
0: a footnote, something like that. I'll be I won't be completely selfish. <laughs> Angie, you are a joy. Aww. This has been a joy. And we are so excited to just watch you burgeon and blossom more and more into into this gift that God has given you. And thank you for taking our state with you into all of these boardrooms and studios and all of the wonderful places you get to go. Thank you. Thank you. This has been Right On Mississippi, Angie, Right On. All right. We want to thank Angie Thomas for joining us today. Be sure to visit your local bookstore to purchase her works and keep up with her online by checking out the links in the description. Right On Mississippi is brought to you by the Mississippi Book Festival and Bradley Arendt and produced by Potasteri Studios. Our guest for this episode was Angie Thomas. Our editor was Joshua Heath, producer Holly Lang, executive producer Bo York, and I've been your host, Ebony Lumumba. We look forward to turning the page with you on the next chapter of Right On Mississippi.